And the next episode of the Yalabad podcast is brought to you by Zenium. We spoke about Zenium the last time. They provide invisible braces for their customers. But one thing we didn't mention is that they also have a proprietary app that allows customers to chat with their service team anytime during treatment and to get expert advice from their dentists as well. So Harish, having put on braces before, how does this compare to your experience with braces? I mean, I remember when I put on braces when I was like, what, 15? It basically was, I get this bunch of metal shoved into my mouth and every three months i have to go down uh make an appointment and then it's only through the face-to-face that i find out the progress like which was kind of annoying and cumbersome la. so the fact that i mean we did speak that now that they provide invisible braces is really mind-blowing but the fact that you can check your progress just by sending in photos of your teeth and then your dentist look at it and and kind of assess it from there like you send photos of your teeth and it saves you the visit to the dentist office right which is something that a lot of people dread as well la, right yeah and i mean full disclosure neither terence or i have tried this Zenium treatment but just reading about it it's totally different from my experience back when I put it on so if you are curious uh, if you want to give them a go they're actually having a promo that is till August 20th uh, if you use the promo code Yalabat Zenium you know how to spell Yalabat Zenium is Z-E-N-Y-U-M if you use that promo code you get $156 off their regular price which starts at $2,400 for a treatment so we have all the links in the description check them out uh, they do some good shit and now, on to the podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. It is your thrice weekly podcast where we dissect the hottest and latest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old humor. Mm. We're recording this on the Sunday morning, nice yeah. and sunny. A day after we were on that panel and... We're in the newspaper again. Again. Yes. Again. Twice in one week. Uh, Twice in one week. I think yeah. maybe we can, can give people the context of, of our newspaper appearances. Correct, correct. I posted it briefly on Reddit, but I think not sure how many uh. people noticed it. But we were basically panelists on a panel that in, uh, was about uh, cancelling cancel culture, organized by mm. Roses of Peace, a non-profit, I believe. Um, yeah, and it was with uh, alongside the member of parliament for Tanjung Paga, uh, Indrani Raja, um, mm. and uh, yeah, it was it was uh, alongside other luminaries of the influencer or influencer. I, I learned that new term yesterday. Influencer space. Uh, for example, Doctor Crystal Abidin, who does a lot of research on on uh, pop culture and, and social media. Uh, Joel Lim, who's also an influencer who. Uh, I think some people follow after he did some PR takes on the general elections, and uh, yeah, and 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 that, that was our that's what we spent a good part of our Saturday afternoon doing. Yeah, and then this was just two days after we appeared on the front cover of Life, mm. Straight Times. It was uh, one of a few days. Uh, it was for our scripted audio pilot for Audible called Life Exchange. Mm. Uh, mm. And the article was talking about the wave of scripted audio that's coming out from podcasters in Singapore. Yeah. But we, our photo was featured on the front page of Life. Yeah. Um, I, I love that the photos that we took were fucking horrible, but they still made it, <laughs> to, they still made it to the cover of yeah. SPH. Uh. I must tell you, like, wow, the options, options must have been damn limited. Yeah. Uh. No, I think because like for, for anyone listening, yeah, I mean, uh, someone, uh, Patient N Eater 4557 also posted the article mm. on our Reddit. Mm. Uh, it is behind a paywall, yeah. but 
just find someone to to who has actual paper la. But there is the photo Terence mentioned. I right, was literally a DIY audio studio that we built in our office using an outdoor tent mm. that we fit into our meeting room. A bunch of cushions, a bunch of pillows, and like a, cow, a makeshift uh, padding on the floor. And I can only imagine the, the other teams who maybe rented a, a professional audio studio um, and, and all that. And for them to see the picture that we took, uh, I wonder how they feel. La. But to be honest, our audio studio, the sound was 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 great. It was verified by our mm. sound engineer, and we mm. are so damn proud uh, of what came out of it. Like, and we will put a link in the description so you can still listen to the audio pilot we made for Audible that we are hoping gets turned into a full series. Yeah, I'm assuming those are our plugs for the week, lah. Right? You know this. Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah, very... we don't want to overplug. Overplugging is never good. Twice overplug is appearing in the newspaper twice in a week. Uh, either you fucking committed some giant crime or. Or your Nest Daily or something like you know. Yeah, Nest and for how much we complain about Straits Times, mm. thank you so much, Straits Times. Mm. And I'm saying that uh, with a bit more enunciation because on that same thread, um, a redditor commented that I normally say Straits Times instead of Straits Times. Straits mm. Times. Oh fuck! I said it again. Yeah. I was just going to say, do I really say that? I yeah, guess yeah. I do lah. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. Straits Times, okay. Oh, for this, I'll cut the C. I just yeah, let I'll it. Add the S. I'll let it pass, lah. Usually. I'll add the S. Hey, hey don't but, give me your benevolent <laughs> shit, lah. Okay. But but don't blame me that, that you know people on Reddit are so sharp eared and then they call you. No, out. I like it. Call uh, out culture, man. This like is it. call out culture at its finest. So so for this with the S, I will yeah. I will go the extra mile and 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 say like Straits Times. Mm, okay. okay. Cool. Cool. And but, but, but into the first the topic. Focus, uh. Yeah. Yeah. This first yeah, topic. Uh, first topic. One that is dear to our hearts, but I feel like I'm so tired of talking about this shit already. Uh. But I mean, we have to yeah. talk about this shit, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And what, and it's the it? the latest update in COVID restrictions in Singapore. I feel we have done like 29 podcasts on COVID restrictions in Singapore yeah. and where they are at and what they mean. Yeah. But but it's something honestly when we were thinking about topics also both of us were like huh again uh. mm. But it is a lot to to unwrap lah. I thought it would be simple. But mm. no, there's, mm. there's four phases. There's a multi-step approach. And there's so many things that even reading it confused me. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you want, to go, you want to do it like just item by item? I mean, so, okay. So, so just just to start, it was um, the, this Okay, okay maybe this we, don't, yeah, we don't go item by item, but, but you, you, you yeah. give a context first, right? Context, yeah. So, on Friday, 6th August, um, the Ministry of Health uh, and uh, Gan Kim Yong and OU... Ong Yukong um, gave a, a, another press conference and there was an announcement that, okay, la, there will be uh, some easing of restrictions starting on August 10th, which is mm. eight days before the uh, phase Petuha was supposed to end on August 18th. Uh, there was some mention of this a few weeks prior when, when there was first talk of uh, different policies for vaccinated individuals versus unvaccinated individuals. And mm. now we see it. La. Mm. So... So there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, generally, I think everybody is quite, I would dare say that is quite happy with the easing of restrictions. Mm. And from what I see, it goes back to familiar ground. Like it's phase two, like, essentially, right? Phase three, you mean? As hey. in, no, but the phase two restrictions is different from the phase two restrictions last time. No, we are going back to, this is phase three already. This is phase three. This is phase, so this is uncharted territory. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because we went to from phase two to phase uh, three, 2A. and back to phase two HA. 
Oh. And then now we are moving back again towards phase three again. La. But phase three with differentiated measures between vaccinated and unvaccinated. La. Yeah. But I think they and stopped I mean, using it, the word phases already, right? Because it's confusing. Right. Um now it is uh they just say it's yeah. Oh no, so there is a term. There is mm. a term because um this is part of a four step transition to Oh, yes. To make it back to Correct. to um, uh, what you call it, uh, yeah. a, a society that can live with COVID lah. If three phases and wasn't confusing enough, now that we have four, <laughs> yeah, four. Damn it! And, and let's see, uh, oh shit, my tabs. Where are my tabs? Yeah, I, I figure this is the this is the kind of topic that is like very tab tab heavy. Tab uh. heavy. Yeah, yeah, tab yeah. heavy. So. So uh, just just keep 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 them. Keep, I don't know, but the main thing. I mean, the I guess the main. The, there's a lot of things like, and then just now we mentioned that we want to go through bit by bit. But I, I feel like I will put everyone to sleep if we do that like. So maybe it's more important to just talk about the the, the things that really stood out uh, in this phase like. And then I think obviously the elephant in the room is that, you know, all the unvaxxed people were coming for you like, As in, this is meant to. To smoke you out of your of your you know hiding, your 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 caves that you're hiding in, and to make you feel like oh <laughs> fuck should I really get vaccinated now lah right, because yeah. literally as of today, sixty eight percent of the country is has completed the full vaccination uh, and today mm. meaning the day before National Day, and I, I <coughs> sorry I believe we're trying to hit seventy percent before that. I thought two third, I thought two third, so we hit already. Uh, sixty oh. oh, 100 is less than two thirds, right? Right. Sixty or sixty eight? Oh, sixty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have bro. We have study it. finance. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. Yeah, sixty. No, no. Yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking seventy percent. Well, I thought that that's the thing. I'm very confused already. Like, what the KPIs are. So, so in my mm. mind, it was like seventy percent. But now you say two thirds. Then I oh yeah, they did mention something about two thirds. Um. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, so I think basically we're trying to. Um, smoke out all the unvaccinated people into uh, you, you see I, I, I didn't say anti-vaxxers I said unvaccinated uh, well, you just say smoke out like as though they're pests <laughs> like that I mean I, I didn't say that <laughs> like. you, you, well, fumigate you fumigate the but basically yeah we're starting to differentiate between vaccinated and unvaccinated and um, I mean they. I think they <coughs> similar to me they've made a lot of pains to not call them anti-vaxxers or anything like and just say that mm, they're mm, trying mm. to protect the unvaccinated people with these measures like. but but in, yeah. in essence you're excluding them from like you know the the society uh, I mean the normal societal uh, practices at large are like dining in, in five, groups of five and stuff mm. Mm. yeah and and I think it like okay so for dining it's groups of five versus groups of two which mm. is mm. okay like it's it's something we've we've been at a stage where there's five, we've been at a stage where there's two. But when it comes to the mass gatherings, right, that's mm. where I think the differences is quite mm. stark. Like. I think they let like, go, right? They really let go already. Yeah. They let go. They don't care, man. The the fumes are full yeah. blown. Yeah, let go. Um yeah, because for example, from August 10 to August 18, um, like let's say congregational and worship services, up to five hundred worshippers can attend if they are vaccinated. But if you're mm. unvaccinated, um, if any, even if one person is unvaccinated, it goes down to 50, you know. That's crazy. You think about it. So that means that, like, if they allow a unvaccinated person in, that means 450 other people cannot come, cannot come for a service, really. So this yeah. is the classic, this is the classic tekong tekan, right? 
Yeah, the tekong tekan. Like if you go to to a gathering and there's only 50 people, you know one of the 50 right is unvaccinated. Mm, correct. And you correct. can imagine it's like they're playing the game of murderer, you know the 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 board game. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. just eyeing everyone else like who is this unvaccinated person. Yeah, so yeah. from the government policy point of view, I think it's fucking genius lah. Mm. You know they're like okay, there's this different thing and they make it so stark yeah. because it is those. Events that have been hurt a lot by COVID restrictions, like because dining out, you know, even when there was mm. two, there was five people who could still dine yeah. out. Yeah, But those correct. mass events, right? Wow, oh, this is the tekong, the tekong uh, uh, approach, lah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, approach. I, I don't blame them, lah. I mean, you know, religious services and all are very important for for deeply religious religious people, uh, and mm. it cuts down even more than just it cuts to uh, closer than even like you know meeting up with friends and stuff like that, lah, for a lot of them. For a lot of people, yeah, it is and, and it is their social life, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. Or are you scared about getting a petition petition about uh us talking about religious people? Lah? I meant all gatherings, so oh. like live performances or so. No, 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 no. Live performances is also the same number. Yeah, lah, but live performances. I mean, uh, you can don't go and watch live performance, alright? It's 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 mm. totally okay, lah. But I'm saying. Uh, you can don't dine in, you can don't watch live performance, but you ask people to not go to church or that, it's a yeah, it's it a very, very big ask for some for some religious yeah. people lah. Yeah, mm. and then I mean like even uh so come August 18th, right? So even mm. across the board, cinemas, uh, solemnizations, uh, live events, sporting events, the magic number from August 10th to August 18th is 500 people mm. and 50 if anyone's uh, unvaccinated lah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes August 19th, right? It, it the upper limit goes to a thousand, but if anyone is unvaccinated, it's back down to fifty. You know, mm, mm, they really they really cranking it up, man. Yeah, they're twisting the arm of the unvaccinated people. Yeah, twisting yeah. the arms. Yeah, but but I mean, I was quite I was quite uh happy to see the extent to which the restrictions are being lifted, lah, because it's across mm. cinemas, attractions, and cruises, tour groups, malls, and showrooms, museums. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So, so you're that happy, was quite, uh, you're happy. Yeah. yeah, it's more than I thought. Yeah. Mm. I mean, but I then mean, when I see, I mean what? the, but um, you know there there are there there are some people who, who are saying that this might be way too fast, lah, right? And and is is it, uh, is it that they are rushing through this, um, you know, even in the even in the event that there are clusters and everything, they are still rushing through this because. Literally, I mean, on twenty first August, we're going to have thousands of a uh, few thousand people doing NDP, lah, right? National Day. Actually, break. I think it's six hundred. It's six hundred or six hundred, lah. No, I mean six six hundred yeah, for the the August 9th parade, lah, right? But I'm talking about the larger one, eh, on the twenty first. Yeah, larger one. Like, uh, it's going to take place. Eh, there was one day ago. Eh, there's something yeah, that okay, happened. So it's going to happen on 9th August at 9 a.m. I think that one is a few yeah. hundred, but I'm not sure about the 21st August. Oh, but either way, either see, way, either way, we're still talking about more than 500 people congregating at a time, lah, right? So mm. um, maybe you can see all these measures as some kind of test bit for, uh, yeah, lah, for for whether NDP can. I mean, it, it, let's say something really bad happens, just like there's a 500 person cluster that happens, you know. Then then maybe mm. we have to relook everything again, lah. But but at this point, yeah, maybe it's maybe it is important to try and actually test out these limits, lah. Right. 
Yeah, so so are you saying that uh, NDP might be a driving force or, or an internal milestone? Yeah, it is. It is absolutely. I'm saying. I'm saying that I think is very deliberate that that this has been put in place because you can't wait until 19th August itself. Then then suddenly the whole island opens up and then NDP happens and then and then something happens and everyone will be saying, oh, it's because of NDP and and all that lah. Whereas this one is a more you know they opened the gates earlier. They open the gates two weeks, mm. uh, uh, almost two weeks earlier than they said they would, lah, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 yeah, lah, We're just gonna wait. We're gonna wait and see what happens, uh, If if in this one yeah. week there's anything that happens. But I mean, the interesting thing that uh, I wasn't. I mean, okay, like you could foresee coming is that outside of the lifting of the restrictions, right? They mm. really are clamping down, like what you said on the on the unvaccinated, like because uh, starting, I think August. Mm. 11 there's gonna be vaccine trucks <laughs> going around the Singapore yeah. uh, with a message for older folk la. yeah yeah you know, that, you, you know that I, I, I did not I know like, that but that's crazy la. yeah yeah it, it's um, it, they, there's even a, a, a message about the the vaccine trucks and and I think uh, god Damn it, I'm lost in the tabs. Oh my God, my tab management. Apologies, guys. Ah, okay. Trucks to roam heartlands with recorded messages urging seniors to get COVID-19 vaccine. So it will be deployed in heartland locations in the next two weeks from August 6th to August 20th. Mm. So it's really Mm. been going going around. Mm. But I don't know, like they really target the heartlands. I guess, um, I don't know, is that that being discriminatory? But I guess they have the data among about the unvaccinated people and... And they even have a message. Mm. So the message, it says, Hello, uncles and aunties. Have you gotten your vaccination? Right now, we have a mobile vaccination team, especially for you, and you can go to them at mm. nearby CCs and RCs, blah, blah, blah. If you are 60 years old and above, you are more vulnerable to COVID. And if you are not vaccinated, you may require oxygen support. Please get vaccinated today to protect yourself, your family, your friends and neighbors. The mobile vaccination team is just around the corner. Come down today. Yeah, they. I mean, they're really removing the carrot and really now applying the stick already, lah. I think yeah. uh, it's very then's, clear. I mean, I I I really tried, you know, I really tried in the last one two weeks, you know, since we spoke about this issue, to really try and find some kind of coherent argument for for why these people decided not to get vaccinated, like, Other than the you know, oh, it's your personal choice kind of thing, Because like. I I think that that's just um, it, that, that's not really much of an argument, like, You know, it's it's like saying, oh, I believe. I believe that that the, the the sky is orange, and you know you can be the one person in the world that believes it lah. But that doesn't make it mm. a good argument lah, right? You know. So so be, besides that, I think uh, I've been trying to find uh, any good arguments. You've and, been reading and going down the wormhole. Yeah, and then the the best I heard was the most balanced thing I heard was maybe like a uh, New York uh from the New York Times. I think a produced podcast that talks uh, that that mm. interviewed some people who haven't been vaccinated. And uh, yeah, same old shit lah, same old shit lah. It's just people, you know, who, who you know, want absolutely 100% foolproof vaccinations. They want the, basically, they want the vaccine 2.0 before they take it lah. So everyone else is mm. basically the guinea pig and then they are the ones that, that benefit from from the herd immunity. Whatever little herd immunity is gained from this first round lah. And, and mm. that's, as, as, that's as best as an argument as I can find. So it's still... Yeah, like, it's still generally, uh, to me, still reeks of. Uh, I'm just looking out for myself rather than than for anyone else, That's why. That's why I'm curious how to how this will pan out because there's one thing about uh, yeah, like, you're you're preventing the un, uh, unvaccinated from enjoying certain 
social aspects or F&B yeah. aspects and all. Mm. But with this, this is going on. And then I think Lawrence Wong, mm. um, just 44 minutes ago on the morning of Sunday, um, he also said that there will be... Um, for for more higher risk sectors like F&B and gyms people will have to be fully vaccinated or they will be need they will need to be tested twice a week and they will need to bear the cost of those tests no? mm-hmm. so yeah. so and this is just this is just hot news coming off the 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 news cycle so that's also one of the things that uh, i think i mean in some way i think policy wise this is probably the best way to go lah because you can't mm. force people to get vaccinated mm. uh, but you can just make their life a little more cumbersome lah. I don't know how this would extend to the people who are ineligible. Mm. Oh, so there's a note. For those who are medically and ineligible for the vaccines, the government will subsidize the test. Yeah. So I guess that's good lah. Yeah. I mean, I I have met people who they're not taking it because either they're pregnant or they just had a child or or in the, you know, they're, they're breastfeeding and stuff like that lah. So, so I, I do understand some of these concerns lah. But I think if anything these measures do, is to just lay out there or at least try to equalize the harm that a uh, unvaccinated potential harm that an unvaccinated person can do but you know they show it in graphical form lah group of 50 mm. versus group of 1000 you know like like one unvaccinated person yeah can can endanger a whole group of 950 people lah. so then i, I assume 50. for 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 weddings where, uh, I mean, for Indian culture, weddings is also a show of like mm. a lot of things, like, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that can also be, can you imagine like the parents of a pers- of a couple uh, who can only have a wedding with 50 people because yeah. the parents themselves are not vaccinated correct, and correct. then they hear from their friends that, oh, your kid had a thousand people wedding. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Well, then then you 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 leverage that. Like. Correct, correct. Or even then just going to church, oh, you're not vaccinated. Hey, please don't come during this period. Yeah. Like. You come, you yeah, come yeah, like yeah, months exactly. later when we all really open up and all that, lah. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and and I mean, even within industries and institutions, there's there's certain differences in approaches emerging, lah. Like mm. NUS announced that starting from August 10th, they are going to they're going to mandate that their student and staff members, uh, students and staff members, be regularly tested for COVID. Mm. But the other institutes of higher learning. Uh, at this point, not going to implement such things Mm-mm-mm. because it's not a it's not a MOE um man, mandate lah. I think mm. uh, so so I think it's just interesting to see how the different companies and institutions and all deal with these measures lah. Yeah, I mean the other thing also is just that 50%. I mean from August 19th, uh, up to 50% of employees can return to the works workplace. So mm. that one, uh, yeah, I mean um. It'd be interesting to see how employers, what what they do about vaccination versus vaccinated versus unvaccinated people, uh. because technically, mm. um, from what I understand from some some uh, lawyers who have talked about this on their social media, um, a company can fire you for being unvaccinated, lah, uh. and that's not it's not can or cannot can, can or cannot can in Singapore can already can it's not it's not it's not uh because it can be said that you are endangering the the workplace, you see. By your mm. by your presence, so it's not mm. about you having a disease. It's that your behavior or your your you know your decision to do something endangers the workplace, lah. Also, it's not specific to COVID, lah. It is just an an existing rule that can apply. Yeah, yeah, because ah. because remember, you being unvaccinated doesn't mean you're sick. It just means that you are 
putting everyone else at, at risk of falling sick. La. Higher chance of spread. Yeah, yeah, higher chance of spread. So you are endangering your, your colleagues and all. La. So you can be fired. And, 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 because I think some companies in the US like Facebook uh, and another company, they're, they're starting to mandate that if you want to come back to the office, you have to get vaccinated. Correct. So I think that that is an internal constitutional change that they are that they are actively pursuing. Correct, uh, correct, but what correct. you're saying in Singapore, there is grounds for any employee to basically release an employer uh, grounds for an employer to release an existing employee based yeah. on existing rules. Yeah, correct, correct. Ah interesting, uh. mm, so And and I mean all yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, I, I just wanted to uh give give a shout out to uh, the lawyer Adrian Tan. I think he 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 was the one who put this on uh on on Facebook where basically mm. uh, yeah it's it's um yeah they they might be that I mean he gives a lot of good information about about for example for insurance also you know what would you hire an unvaccinated employee for your business because that would affect your company insurance also right you have to pay higher mm. premiums and things like that so it may also affect your job prospects as well yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, interesting. Uh. So, so yeah, and I mean, it's, like, it's a, um, it's a. I think Adrian has written more than one about two two articles about this like, on LinkedIn, and he posted it on Facebook. So, if you happen to be Facebook friends with him, also worth following, like, Yeah. Mm, mm. And I mean, all this. Uh, it, I finally found the tab. Mm. Um, this this August tenth to, uh, roll out is part of a uh, the four step. Uh, tr- uh, four stages for Singapore's uh eventual reopening, like our target reopening. So this mm. is called a preparation. That's the first first stage that has been, I guess, labeled in uh the announcement by MOH. So it starts on August tenth. Uh, across the board, there's restrictions. There's going to be ease. Then there's transition stage A, mm. Mm. expected to start in early September. Mm. Um, and then transition stage B. Mm. Okay, so TSA, TSB. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the COVID resilient nation lah. But I think for transition A, yeah, target to start early September. Transition B, COVID resilient nation, the final stage. There's no timeline attached to it lah. You as you can understand why lah. But yep. but I'm sure a part of you also feels like uh, okay, this this is the plan. But something can always fuck things up lah. Mm, yeah, I mean, are you are you feeling that? Um, I I think part of the the hesitance hesitancy I felt in talking about this topic was that, you know, until, you know, it actually happens and all that and we see how it, things are implemented. Uh, they're just plans uh, and plans in the last year have changed uh, so much mm. and so often. <coughs> so I'm not sure how, how worth it is talking talking about it, but uh, yeah, let, let, let's just wait and see how, how it goes. I think, I think this would be entertaining to people who maybe listen to this episode like four months down the road when we are in extreme lockdown thinking like, look at these two clueless, uh, idealistic idiots just talking mm. about how Singapore's going to open up. Fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it doesn't get down that path. Hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't not, go down that path. Yeah. Hopefully, let's hopefully not. not. Let's, let's hope this is not one of those time capsule episodes that sends chills down your spine when, when because, <laughs> because of the how how arrogantly we're talking about opening up and what we're looking forward to it and all that. Or how we apparently jinx, jinx the things. Because there have been a yeah. few instances where we we talk about something and it comes true. Yeah, correct, correct. But yeah. Yeah. But um so so speaking of truth, mm. I think it's a good mm. time to segue to the next discussion which is uh about, you know, uncovering the truth 
behind a very, very well-known personality who a lot of Singaporeans love and also hate. And who is this mm. person? You have a special connection with him, huh? Uh, I mean, in some way, you also lah. Um, it is it is the world famous, I guess, uh, content creator called Nas Daily. Mm. Uh, his real name is Nusir Yassin, and he goes by the moniker of Nas Daily because that's that's how he that's his that's the name through which he became famous lah. Correct. Um, I'm assuming most people know him, but in case you are unaware, he's um uh, uh and. Is he grew up in the Middle East, went to the US, worked in a startup. I mean, went to Harvard on scholarship, worked for a startup, and then decided he wanted to become a content creator. And I think 2015-ish, he mm. started creating videos. And his goal was to create a thousand videos, one video a day for a thousand days. Mm. And he would do these one, two minute, one minute videos where he travels around the world and shares, shares the video. And he became like fucking famous like mm-hmm. uh, millions of followers on Facebook yeah. uh, and then slowly on Instagram and YouTube yeah. but why he is has a certain attachment to Singapore is because in 2018 was it he announced that he would be moving to Singapore to set up a, a, a home base like, after visiting Singapore mm-hmm. a few times previously Yeah. so I mean he is popular but mm-hmm. I think certain comments and certain videos he made kind of glorified the nice things about Singapore but shoved some of the maybe not so nice things under the carpet so yeah. there was some backlash. Mm. Uh the the special connection that Terence mentioned is that we made a video kind of parodying Nas Daily where I played Nas Daily in mm. a spoof video that we made. Yeah. And it went quite viral uh and in the end Nas Daily commented on it uh and in the end we met him, we met his team, we met his girlfriend and yeah since then we've just been watching him from afar like. i think his company has expanded mm. um did a bunch of government gigs i believe mm. uh he started a, a an ad tech platform <clears throat> called nas academy and he recently did a round of edu, edu tech, for right? edu tech. Right. i believe it's ad tech ad tech is AD, no, tech. advertising tech all right yeah but i think it's also uh the the same for ed tech lah is it? Yeah, ed tech is the term. Yeah, it's not edu tech. Oh, yeah, you're right, man. Hey, shit, man. Wow. Yeah lah. I thought. I thought at first I thought it was your pronunciation got issue or something like. Ah, ed ah. Tech see, ah. see now you're <laughs> listening to what I say with tainted ears. No, no, with, no. It's ed tech. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, I know it sounds a lot like adver- the short form for advertising tech, like, but it's mm. ad tech. Correct. Okay. Um, yeah. So he recently raised eleven million USD to grow his. Ad tech platform, which is somewhat like a masterclass, you know, the mm. masterclass platform, but for for content creators and maybe less traditional crafts la, mm-hmm. like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Mm. So uh that's the whole context of who Nas Daily is. If you knew that, uh just now we get into the more recent stuff. Mm. Um mm. on on fifth of uh face uh, August, there was there's someone called who goes by the name Luis de Guzman Mabulo, mm. who is uh Filipino uh, entrepreneur, social entrepreneur who I think is quite popular in the Philippines because she's kind of been like a champion for kind of trying to reinvigorate certain parts of the Philippines that were hit by the monsoon a few years ago. Um, and and I think uh, for in in the in the industry of farming and she's mm. helping these farmers transition from coconut to cocoa plants or something. And she's gotten quite a lot of traction. She was listed uh, Forbes 30 under 30 even though we know Forbes 30 under 30 nowadays does not guarantee credibility mm, mm. Um, 
but she came out to share that um the the share her inputs of uh, on a controversy that Nesdaily was involved in a few days prior to that lah mm. and that was the the fact that he the Nas Academy has this this class masterclass about uh, an ancient art of tattooing that is uh, originated in the Philippines and the oldest living tattoo artist who is 104 years old mm. they they have a course that that uh, where she teaches the, the art of tattoo lah yep. and the artist is called Apo Wang Ot mm. um I, i i believe that's how it's pronounced mm. but the grand niece of Apo Wang Ot um kind of quick came out on on facebook saying nas academy is a scam and that her grand aunt did not give permission to for nas delhi to convert her craft into an art form so that went viral first mm. and then the luis de guzman mabulo shared her experience yep. pardon the reverse chronology mm. um and then luis de guzman mabulo goes on to share uh, her experience with nas delhi two years prior mm. when he went to one of her farms to make a video about the work she's doing lah but the video eventually didn't get aired or or published because on her account um she didn't like the way the nas and his team were were going about scripting the video and the focus and and on uh so she posted that and that went fucking viral i think now it's got like 200 plus thousand shares mm, mm. if not yep. more and and after that nas daily hit back And then Luis de Guzman Mabulo hit back again. Her father chimed in, and now I think as of now, Nazeli has lost about five hundred thousand followers, lah. Mm. So mm. I hope that made sense. But I will pause for a bit, yeah. And please add in anything that I missed out. Um, <coughs> I think um, Luis's Luis de de Guzman is it? Yeah, yeah, Luis her, Guzman Mabulo. Her dad also came into the picture, right? To yeah. to give his account that he was also involved in inviting uh, Nas over and 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 hosting them for a bit, but it was clear that I mean, according to his um uh, to his take on it, like it was very clear that Nas was uh had his own agenda in terms of the story he wanted to tell. Uh wasn't really interested in featuring the farmers, which is the which was the focal point of her social enterprise right <clears throat> so um yeah like there there just more and more uh people coming out of, of the shadows to to give their take on on their experience with uh you know on on working on a video with Nas Daily right uh but yeah. but i i just want to uh, emphasize that everything where we're hearing here uh we're hearing i mean Nas also gave his account of, of things right saying saying mm-hmm. that she's perpetuating falsehoods and and her business is everything it seems to be and things like that lah, right so um mm. it's very much right now situation that he say he says she says kind of thing and uh yeah. i mean before you you launch out into all out attack on on Nasdaq you know you not use per, per se but i mean in general people lah, before you yeah, yeah people listening whether you like him or not whether you launch in full all out offense or defense of Nasdaq I think it's important to read uh, what both sides have written lah and 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 think mm. for yourself a bit um what could it be because because I'll admit that when I first saw uh this this one this uh Luis Guzman post uh, a lot mm. of it like um 
you know, a lot of it I thought was, yeah, you know, it resonated with what a lot of Singaporeans were saying about, about the whole thing, right? That that uh, there's an agenda to it, there's an agenda to his videos. It, it just oversimplifies everything, you know. But when I did read uh, Ness's, um, Ness's, Ness Daily's uh, response, I did feel that I'm actually... Uh yeah you you got you you need to question the credibility of both sides as well right um mm-hmm. who who is this person making this complaint about Nas Daily because ultimately yeah you know Nas Daily is a content creator and and if he's traveling all the way to a to to another place to make content about a person or what right uh it's it, it'll be kind of strange if he just kicks up a kicks up a fuss and and just like refuses to make a video even after traveling all the way there right because you and I mm-hmm. we 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 know I the life of content creators like and and traveling to another country to make videos is a very big commitment also that right yeah 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 so i i did i did try to okay maybe maybe not everything is as simple as it seems like whereas this one-sided yeah. one-sided uh you know people just quickly want to place nest daily at the top of the power ladder and then there's someone who's a minority and oppressed and everything in the power you know all that like the, the whole the whole narrative so um uh yeah that that it kind of uh surprised not not saying that I'm de- um I'm defending Nas Daily but I'm just saying that there could be more to the story than we we know la, on the surface. Yeah and I mean <clears throat> like um I think on the past when we have spoken about uh Nas Daily and all that I will admit that I'm not the biggest fan of his videos or his content la. Mm. Um I do respect his hustle and and I think in this case, like um, it is a very he say she say thing, and we will probably would never know the absolute truth, la. But just mm-hmm. to share some highlights, um, I mean, in Luis de Guzman's post, she basically said that um, she gave uh, Nas Daily uh, and his team a heads up that the farm would probably not have the content that he he wants because a lot of the coca trees were just flowering, and and she wanted to focus more on the farmers, la. Whereas mm. he wanted to focus on her because that's his skill, like focusing on an individual and telling the story. Yeah. Um, and she said, yeah, like what Terrence said, throughout the process, it felt like <clears throat> his goal was just to get the maximum views, maximum clicks, and her goal yeah. was to get the message of her organization across. Like. Yeah. But in Nas Daily's post, um, he kind of, he clapped back la. it mm. wasn't more like a, a trying to sort it out behind closed doors mm. he clapped back and he acknowledged that this was posted on the Nas Daily Tagalog, Tagalog page and he uh, kind of pointed out that okay there's some claims that Nas Academy is a scam and all that and that we they kind of uh, took advantage of the tattoo artist la. but he also coupled that with a video showing the tattoo artist himself herself uh, signing the, the legal document la, with her mm. thumbprint mm, 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 mm. right and and he did also address that her claims, uh, Louisa's claims, um, that was her side. But on his side, he yeah he was questioning the credibility of her enterprise because he said it seemed more like she was profiting from all the farmers as opposed to the farmers profiting themselves. And everything mm. he had seen in the media about the farms and the state of uh the the different the the coca trees and all was not what it was like in real life like and he's he said that they would never post something that they don't believe in mm. and that forty percent of his academy is made up of Filipinos so the the it, it almost feels personal like. so that's where the he says she says comes into play like. mm. um 
But so I'm guessing what you're saying is when you read that, you also could see that perspective. Like. Yeah, because the I think this Luis de Guzman also, uh, the, the part that, that got caught me a little bit, uh, made me a little, go a bit, hmm, was when she said, oh, you know, we prepared a meal for him because we knew he'd be tired and all that traveling and he didn't eat any of it. Then I'm like, okay, 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 wait, 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 wait. This goes into, this starting to go into very, sounds a little bit petty, right? You know? Um, because, yeah, someone, I mean, you might prepare a meal and for various reasons, someone might not be able to eat it, whether it's his diet or or just doesn't feel like eating or he's, or he's, or he's sick or something like that, right? So, mm. to raise that as a point, to to make it a point why why he's, why you could consider him a bit of a, a jerk, right? Then, that, that that's a bit stretching it a little bit, you know? Um, but, mm. I mean, actually, if, if you just look past the the surface a bit, you know, you you go to Nas Daily's website and and it's like Nas. I think the 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 first thing that strike that strikes me is this: Nas is about good lah, you know, about about mm. we are forced for good. Nas means people yeah. yeah, Nas yeah. means people. We are forced for good, you know. Um, I think most important thing as we've learned in the past, really, anybody who has to talk about themselves being good, uh, you know, unnecessarily always. Good la, you know, and good in what sense? I mean, uh, you know, like like you said like Nas Daily, he claps back at people. Uh, there's a, a lot of times when I see on his spats on Twitter and stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, there can be a lot of sarcasm. I mean, Singaporeans we experienced mm. it when he called us crybabies, you know, at one point. Uh, so so I mean, is that good? Is that is being sarcastic or unkind to people who disagree with you? Uh, a good thing? Is that a force for good? I don't think so la, But you know, Nas Daily. I think they, they as a group they think it's good lah. So um, I think I think that you just need to differentiate between uh, Nas maybe Nas Daily as a person and Nas, Nas this Nasir Hussein is it his, his name Nasir 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 Hussein Yassin. as a person he is a he maybe might not be like the most pleasant to to be around he might be the one rejecting your the food that you prepare or he's arrogant he appears arrogant to you right. And, and and separate it from um from what uh you know his videos are like Nas Daily the content and stuff like that la. and what are mm. you criticizing specifically oh? so so that's where I felt like Luis Luis de Guzman's post uh mixed a bit of the two and and maybe took away a little bit from the actual credibility of 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 you know oh they said they wanted to cover this story but they came with their own agenda and and refused to go through the points that I talked to them about and stuff like that lah yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of people who have uh been who have come out on her side, but there have also been like the hardcore Nas fans, Nas Daily fans who are on his side. Yeah. I think that's one of those things because it's so personal and, and so personal between them, we will never know. Yeah. But I think the 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 post that I found the most illuminating was a post by Professor Nestor Castro PhD mm. um on Facebook. <coughs> and I mean unfortunately like Louisa's post has 290,000 shares. Mm. Nas Daily's post has 7,000 shares and this has 62,000 shares. Lah. So, mm. so I don't know how many people of the, uh, of, of the current mob would see this. But he basically said that um, the, the, thing, the, the tricky thing he suspects is that by getting the permission of the Apo Wang Ord uh, to teach the tattoo uh, art, technically that tattoo art is not hers. It, mm. It's something that belongs to the tribe that she's from, mm. um, and and 
um, the she basically Wang Ot is a member of the Boot Boot tribe of Kalinga. Yeah. And the skill that tattoo artist belongs to the tribe and the Kalinga ancestors. Mm. So by getting one person, uh, it can anger a lot of people because you don't have the approval of the entire tribe. Yeah. Um, and also, there's a Philippine law. Uh, he quotes uh, uh, the one law um, a, a, which says that the consent of, of the knowledge of indigenous people, basically a lot of consent and regulation is required when you're using knowledge of indigenous people, especially for commercial purposes. Mm-hmm. And his his assumption is that um, the agreement between the parties and, and Nas Daily's company was not that clear and maybe it didn't take, take into account this. Mm-hmm. And I bring this up because just based on public information, uh, I mean, we did meet Nas Daily, but we're not going to reveal what we spoke about. I was just getting to to know each other and all, but everything you can find online, you still see instances of him and his team going to a different country and doing things the way they want to do it uh, without, I feel, kind of really understanding the culture of that country. I mean, Mm -hmm. from our experience with Singapore, when he came and he basically said all those complaining uh, crybabies, which felt like, huh, you want to come to our country, you talk about how amazing it is, um, and you spend what like like a few visits here. You set up home with uh in a fan, in a nice place in a nice location, and you call the rest of Singaporeans crybabies. I'm like fuck you lah. Like uh that that is annoying lah. Mm, mm. Um, and that was from our experience. But if you Google, he had some altercations in Malta as well. He's had public spats with journalists and all. So I think that's where that cultural thing where you go into a country, especially a rural part of a country. Mm. Feels like that's why this professor's post was quite enlightening, like because that could be the crux of it. So neither of them is being malicious. It's just the cultural uh, incongruency there, lah. Yeah, because probably he he probably thought or felt that he did exactly what he needed to do, lah. Right, which was yeah, get a yeah. contract drawn up and then get the consent of the the person who whose name they were using, and she's like a practitioner of of the art form, lah. Right, but. Um, I, like you said, like when it comes to protected uh, culture, you know, especially of indigenous people and and everything, I think there might be a different set of rules that apply. <clears throat> they're not like they're not the regular yeah, and, and skills I mean, I future class kind of thing. Because, that, the kind of things um, that you find in skills future and all that, like, right? For sure. Exactly. So um, <laughs> no, I, th- I think <clears throat> the understanding of the the rural. Oh, are you okay or not, Terence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine. Thank you. I'm having, you get tested, is it? Getting water. Yeah, you get yeah. tested. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I mean, the just a little bit of uh, my, my some, my limited experience doing work in like uh, rural communities. When I was in, in school, I was part of this group called Engineers Without Borders. Yeah, like, yeah, hold, on, hold on, hold on. This is like, I, I think I, I hear a cloud, a cloud siren. There's this warning of like a lot of cloud, a lot of cloud coming for Harish right now. They're coming to like the cloud. cloud. They're about to drop a cloud, cloud of cloud (laughs) onto Harish as we speak. Yeah, go carry on. Smoking the cloud pipe. Smoking the cloud pipe. That's the term. Hey, you can share your personal experience with walking a dog and how you you know took the mature path of having a conversation with a person who was antagonizing you. I can share this, okay? And there is a valuable lesson. (laughs) Trust me. Okay, so. Uh, we we were we were helping build like some, some a water tank in a in a community in in Honduras and back then I also was like okay you know we're helping these people go into this community but the professor who took us there right he told mm. us that the to always be cognizant of how 
uh, as a foreigner, you go into a, a village uh, or mm. community that hasn't really been exposed to to the the the, the global uh, global landscape la. And he told mm. us this one story when a few years prior he was working with a team that went to a country in sub-Saharan Africa. I can't remember. And their goal was to build a water tank. Mm. And they went there, they spoke to everyone, the community, the leaders, and everyone agreed, okay, we're going to build this water tank uh, so that the people in the village do not have to walk like a few hours a day to get water and come back. Mm. So everyone was in agreement. The team, he, he his st- student team worked with the the community, the the masons and all that to mm. build a tank and in six months there was a tank. Mm. But like a few weeks later after um, the my professor and his team left, the tank was destroyed. Mm. And everybody was like, what the fuck happened? Who destroyed it? And they couldn't f- identify who it was. Mm. And then after that, they started the negotiations again and within a few months, they built the tank again. Mm. And then it got destroyed again. And mm. the whole community was like, what the fuck's going on? And then after a while, it came to light that the people who destroyed the water tank were the women in the village. Mm. And then uh, my, my professor and his team uh, went on to find out that the reason why they destroyed the tank was because by having this tank and by having the women not need to spend a few hours a day to go get water, come uh, get water, they, were, they would be stuck at home and their chauvinist husbands who apparently just were were not helping out with the with the with the work forced them to do the farming work la, which mm. previously they could escape from mm. and they actually enjoyed going to get water as a group of women and bonding and all that mm. so then he told us to always rem- remember that how how people from outside a community see maybe what works what what shouldn't work cannot just be projected on people who have been living a different way la. and that's why when i read this professor's take on the Nas Daily thing, it feels feels like maybe it's something similar because he got video proof of the tattoo artist signing the contract with a thumbprint, which yeah. in every account is legal, is what he should have done. Yeah. But there's the bigger the bigger picture of okay, this is just a representative of a of a community and a tribe that has been around for like thousands of years. Mm. So that is my my end of smoking the the clout. Uh, mm-hmm. And I hope that was informative. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Even if I don't get any clout, I'll be fine. Yeah. I don't. I don't chase the clout, bro. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, well, I. I'll just. I think the it's about the quota is like every month or something like that. You bring up the the <laughs> that one trip to Africa, or two trips to Africa. I can't remember. Hey, but, I, but there was more than two. Okay, there was okay, more than okay, two. Because okay, okay. I'm a I'm a global citizen, lah. That's, that's how I choose to see myself. I just yeah. put it on the on the calendar, lah. I'll cross out the X. <laughs> the, the cloud trip we did today, but uh, no, no, I think I think the, the other trip. thing um, about this also is that yeah la, if it's meant to be for the village, right? I think you're also talking if if there are monetary gains, so I'm assuming it should be shared with within the village, la, right? You know, as opposed mm. to just one person, maybe. So maybe that needs to be a, a part of a larger negotiation with the the district or or, or like some something like so because I can imagine. I mean, imagine something like the, you know, like like, like the the world heritage site we have in Singapore, the botanic gardens and all. Uh, I know there are mm. certain that that because of just to hit this world heritage site, uh, requirement, there are certain things that we need to, to upkeep like, You know, in terms of uh, uh, the amount of expenditure that you make on on the. You, the amount of exp- expenditure you 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 make on the upkeep of the gardens and stuff like that. So, 
um, maybe they, there are similar regulations around indigenous cultures, indigenous people in the cultures. You can't like just just like sign unilateral or one person agreements to sell the parts of the culture, to teach parts of the culture to people or put it online or stuff like that, like, you know. And and, and I mm. think I think maybe if, if anything this NAS Academy has uh, in doing so has circumvented all these these maybe these guidelines are uh, which I hope they yeah. do. I hope I hope they legitimately go and look at them rather than just withdraw entirely from the whole thing, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, even a professor did say that he feels the situation can still be rectified if yeah. if that sort of discussions about the broader impact to the the tribe and the culture and all those are covered, la. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but yeah, la. So so that was that was interesting, la. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, do let us know what you think about it as well, because I I I do I, I think it's um it's important, especially when everyone seems to be vilifying Nas Daily and his follower count seems to be. Uh, dropping not that it really matters he's got 21 million followers la, right 500,000 is just mm, a small mm, percentage la. but uh, yeah let us know what you guys think about it also yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly Um. okay Uh. cool cool Um. so so that brings us to our third segment called the one show comment of the past few days and and what uh, what, what what's yours man uh to be honest, I, I I don't particularly have one. Uh, don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't particularly have one for for this week. Um, mm. I mean, because I I've been I've been on Reddit quite a bit uh, this this past couple of weeks, uh, Right, responding to comments mm. and all. Uh, so so maybe maybe I'll just do a uh, I'll, I'll do a pass on this on this week, lah. Uh. Cause, cause I, I, I'm still, you know, still in the community, still talking and still looking for, for a good comment and mm. all that. Yeah. Oh, Lamar, this is a, this is a challenge to the community, you know that that all the comments from the past few days didn't meet okay, Terence's okay, standard. Okay, okay, no, no, no. Okay, I, I will give a shout out to, to patient and eater four five five seven for posting the the article that we had in Straits Times onto our, uh, subreddit lah. I'll give a shout out to for that lah because sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. we. In the in the haste to post on Instagram and Facebook, sometimes we overlook putting celebrating some of these minor achievements on Reddit as well, right? And and, yeah. and and even if people don't don't actually read the article because it's behind the paywall, at least they know that that there's the article out there, lah. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Um. Yeah. My mine mine would is actually uh the the thread. For Doctor Jason Leong's uh, podcast, because we posted, mm. we posted something. I mean, not so much for the podcast, but the post asking for for questions, yeah. And I'm always so appreciative of the fact that uh, even on the day of when we post something like five five hours before mm. uh, about a podcast guest, we always get the the questions in and and a huge shout out to our Reddit community. I I can't guarantee that every question was answered, but. Um, even if it like just want to let you all know that it definitely does shape the conversation even if we don't explicitly ask okay what is blah 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 because mm-hmm. like having that sort of question and answer thing is is not the 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 way I would like our podcast to go because yeah. it really is the conversation la. yeah but yeah, yeah we got like like 15 questions from the community Correct. and and I mean the podcast is out the YouTube video is out mm-hmm. so so give it a listen so far the feedback on uh, the podcast has been quite very positive. Yep, yep. 
and definitely want to work with uh, Jason Leong in some way, shape or form because he's a yeah. cool dude. Yeah. And uh, if we're going to go and transition into the one show thing, uh, uh. my one show thing is actually related to Jason Leong, which is literally, mm. the, I think, um, do go and catch his Netflix special, Hashtag Blessed. Mm. Uh, because, I mean, I, I watched it before our podcast and everything. I thought it was, uh, it achieved something that, that is... is Quite elusive, like, you know, when especially when you talk about entertainment from Singapore and Malaysia, is that uh he manages to it's not just about being Singaporean or Malaysian and just just so he talks about very uh very relatable things, you know, whether you're in the US or anything also, like, right? And uh mm. and and the whole thing is a very it, it really just just goes, 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 you know, there's no like long pause in between or anything like that, like, and it's just non-stop an hour plus of, of, of his, his content. Uh, it's funny. And and um, and the amazing thing is when you hear from, when you hear from him about how, how he managed to pull off a Netflix special, that's the even more amazing part like, that makes me want to go back and like watch it again. Just appreciate the fact that, you know, he, he hustled and, and managed to, and took a gamble on himself and managed to, you know, pitch and sell the idea to Netflix as well. Like. So so that mm, that mm. that to me is a one shot thing to to watch la. Oh nice. Yeah. Um cool cool. Um my one shot thing is I mean first of all I'm actually so sad that the Olympics is over already man. Mm. Oh you mean the well, ceremony order is done already? Yeah. I, is there a closing ceremony? I, I know the so. the I think this actually it's maybe this Sunday is the official end la. Yeah, there today, probably will la. be a closing ceremony la. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this Sunday today la today. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. Yep. Right. So so I mean because I I fucking love the fact that I mean now you know working from home and I'll just leave the TV on and anytime there's something interesting to watch you just watch like and mm. yesterday I just happened to watch the final of the men's javelin mm. and I remember okay I saw I I have no idea who the javelin throwers were like, so I saw uh someone from Czech Republic someone from Germany and all throw and then I saw the camera pan to uh this Indian dude like. mm. and I was thinking okay you know I will fully admit that when I saw the Indian dude, I was like, okay, you know, it's cool that India's doing javelin because, I mean, they're not traditionally known for track and field. I'm like, yep. okay, you know, maybe it's his first Olympics and, yep. you know, he's, it's just, you know, like, it's good that he's he's getting a chance there. Then yeah. I found out, right, he was in the number one position. Oh, is it? And in the end, he ended up winning men's javelin. Wow. And then I started reading up about him. He's a 23-year-old dude um, who... Who this is is it is his first Olympics yep. and he he from the time he started throwing javelin at the age of like thirteen and fourteen right mm. uh, which started because his father was overweight and just wanted him to exercise he went to a nearby gym and a javelin thrower there recognized this guy's early talent like, so started training him and then since then he's been breaking all the national records in India mm. then he uh, set a world junior record when he won the world under twenty championships in twenty sixteen mm. and. He's just been kicking ass and now he won and I think it's uh, India's first track and field goal um, uh, tr- or track and field medal for mm. a, if in 17 years or something. Mm. Um, and it just blew me away. La. And and it, it's such a cool story because he, like the guy who got second is a Czech uh, thrower who's 38 and has been in the game for like 20 years maybe mm-hmm. and here comes this guy from uh, in a sport where which his country is not normally known for and he just destroys everyone else like, I think his yeah. throw was 2 to 3 meters further than everyone else yeah. and wow, it, it, 
it just it's just an awesome story la. Mm. just an awesome Neeraj, story Neeraj, Neeraj Chopra Neeraj Chopra mm. yeah and he's not even the biggest size guy amongst all the competitors yeah, but yeah. he throws like a fucking champion man I see I see wow yeah it's dope man I, I, it's so cool and can you imagine like I mean chances are everyone in India who had a TV like just like how we were watching Joseph Schooling and all like, mm. but in India it's like a billion people la. yeah yeah, crazy. It's crazy, man. Such a cool story. Cool story. Oh yeah, and there was the, cool story. the I guess the the soccer also had the finals, right? Where Brazil played yeah. Spain. And I don't know who won. Uh Brazil won. Brazil won, yeah. Oh Brazil, huh? Yeah. Brazil. Interesting. Cool, man. And Team USA okay, won the cool. basketball the basketball goal the Against France, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So this is the I mean, yeah, our next podcast will be in the post Olympics world. Yeah, post Olympics and post is it post no, no yeah. Post five people. It Probably, should yeah, be, yeah, five people be able to dine out as long as you're vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cool. Cool. All right then. Talk All right. to y'all soon. See you.